Hey everyone, welcome to Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today we're talking about Mother's Day, but not in the hearts and flowers way you might be thinking. Before we get to our deep thoughts on this upcoming holiday, a reminder that you can always find us outside the podcast on Instagram at Megan and Wendy LSS and in our Facebook group, Long Story Shorties. Also, have you signed up for our Patreon yet? Patreon is a subscription service where we create exclusive content for our subscribers. Starting at just $3 a month, subscribers will get access to exclusive content created for Patreon only. What kind of content are you thinking? It's bonus podcasts, videos, all kinds of little extras that Megan has been sprinkling in there, which is fun. We recently published a real throwback to our YouTube days with an empties video. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, that's like we share mostly beauty and health products we've recently finished. And also there's a bonus podcast where we talked about what we wanted to be when we were young. And spoiler alert, we uh, both went to modeling school. (laughs) So visit patreon.com slash Megan and Wendy. But side note, there is another Megan and Wendy on Patreon. Did you know this, Megan? Not until I saw your notes. <laughs> so if you if you go to patreon.com and you just search for creators and you type in Megan and Wendy, we'll come up and these other two will come up. But their name is so much different than ours. So if you see Megan and Wendy, that's us. We are not Megan and Wendy of the gang. So here's the rub though. They have more subs than us. So I don't know what we're doing wrong. (laughs) And I don't want to find out to be quite honest. Yeah. If you want to know what I just bleeped back there, because I'm definitely bleeping that out, you're going to have to search Megan and Wendy on Patreon. But I feel like that is perhaps a bridge too far, even for our explicit rating. <laughs> Seriously. Okay. And before I go on, I just want to apologize. I know I sound crazy. I've been sick for like the last four days. I'm drinking all the hot tea and water here in my closet and it's, I sound awful. So I'm sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Emails. Like I tell you, every episode, we love your emails and you can email us anytime at Wendy at gmail.com. Sometimes we'll read your emails here at the top of the episode and sometimes we won't, but we do read every single one of them. So thank you so much for everyone who has sent one in recently. And I think Megan has a few today. I do. The first is from Jennifer, who's responding to our life hacks episode, and she's sharing a few life hacks of her own. And I know Jennifer in real life, and she for a while was a Girl Scout troop leader, and she kind of like embodies that like super organized, super prepared, like has her act together. (laughs) Like she's the kind of person who could have the entire Girl Scout troop over to her house and they could cook a meal together and that wouldn't completely stress her out. So like (laughs) that's where she's coming from. So you can trust her life hack. So first of all, she says to double recipes and freeze half. Every time I do this, I'm so proud of myself and I don't know why I don't do it more because I'm always so happy to be like, I have this whole meal ready to go. Yeah. She and her family use the Cozy app so they can all put in their activities. I know a lot of families use that, and I kind of feel like mm-hmm. we're getting to the point. We use Google Calendar, but Sorry. I do love the idea of having shared calendars where you can all be on the same page. She plans meals for the week, and I feel like this is a <laughs> super obvious but also super helpful tip because – Anytime I think about like how to get my life together, I'm like, yeah, sit down and plan meals, which is the very duh moment. And also, I'm just not doing it. And then I'm mad at myself every day at five o'clock. Yeah. What are we having for dinner? I don't Ugh. know. 
And then if yeah, somebody the asks me that, my head explodes. Yeah, me too. And this is a good one. Number four is using the notes app to scan documents. I have had many standalone scanning apps on my phone in the past because there's always something like nobody has a fax machine anymore, right? So there's always something you need to scan and send back to people. I don't have a standalone scanner either. But if you use the notes app and you click the camera button, it will give you the option to take a photo or scan a document and it scans it right into your phone as a PDF. This is for iPhone users, of course. And then you don't need a separate scanning app, which many of them have subscription services if you need to scan multiple documents. It's so great. My kids do it a lot with virtual school. They have to upload things. So we scan and just upload it directly to Google Drive from your phone. It's amazing. Yeah, my 13-year-old taught me how to do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The quality is fantastic, too. It's impressive. It works really well. Totally. Our next email is from Heidi, who's responding to our nighttime routines podcast. And just a peek inside her nighttime routine says, our nighttime routine is probably not the best. We eat dinner between 7.30 and 8.30 at night. My one daughter does not get home until 8.15 on Mondays and Wednesdays as she has back-to-back sports. We do not eat dinner until 8.30 on those nights as my daughters and husband like to wait until we can all eat together. However, we don't sit at the table. We have family shows that we all watch together, so we eat dinner and watch a show. Yes, I know it's not good to eat that late, but we have been doing that for a long time. Between dinner and bed, I'm usually cleaning up the kitchen, folding laundry, putting stuff away as I don't like to go to bed with a messy house. Heidi's house is always clean. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dying to know what time Heidi goes to bed because honestly, like my husband and I are usually, if we're not in bed, not asleep, but in bed by nine, something's wrong but i kind of imagine her having like a later evening routine listen i want to tell you i know heidi very well we were best friends since high school she was at my wedding her house is always clean and she always makes a great meal like she's a great cook so like Ah. i just you know she's like super mom (laughs) so i imagine she probably stays up very late and she probably gets up very early actually i know she does get up very early because that's when she exercises because she killed it and our shorties get fit She has it all together. (laughs) She has it all together. (laughs) One of those. And she's so kind and lovely to us. I can't even be mad at her (laughs) for being a better person than I am. Heidi, show us the way. (laughs) We need your help. (laughs) So speaking of some feedback from last week's episode, after that episode went live, I did some polls in our Instagram stories about a few of the things we talked about, and I wanted to go back and share some of the results because we were wondering whether other people were doing things the way we are. So the first thing is, I asked, do you regularly eat eat dinner together as a family? And Wendy, what's your guess? I'm going to say it's like 75 percent yes they eat dinner together it was definitely a majority it was 84 percent eat dinner together regularly as a family and the next question is how many days per week so the options were three or fewer or four or more what's your guess which had the majority four or more indeed 71 percent are eating together dinner together four or more now i think we can take from that what we will because you know as heidi pointed out they're eating dinner together watching a show my family and I, we have shows we watch, and like Sunday nights, last night, we watched Idol together, which we'll talk about in a minute, and with dinner, I still consider that eating dinner together. So I don't think we necessarily need to assume that everyone's sitting around a table having deep conversations about their day, necessarily. If you are, I applaud you. <laughs> I'm real talked out by dinner time. Me too. And honestly, like, I have that, 
I have that thing where Misophonia. like yes, girl. Yes. I I want to murder people when I hear them eat. Yes, this is why I actually prefer eating dinner with TV because then I can't hear them chew when we're sitting at a quiet table and I'm listening to the mouth noises of three other people. Uh huh. My head wants to blow off my shoulders. I've God, been known I'm to so, leave the dinner table. I'm so glad I'm not. I could be like a real bitch during dinner because I am so irritated by that and I mm-hmm. I don't know how to control it. I actually took that like DNA test. What is it called? Twenty three and Me. It said genetically that i suffer from misophonia really yes yes oh i would love to know because i definitely know that i suffer from it whether it's in my genes or not i and it makes me angry and nobody's doing anything wrong like they're not in my family it's not an issue of bad table manners they're chewing with their mouths closed i can just hear them chewing their food and i yes My husband thinks I'm nuts, but I'm like, I, it's like a real thing. You guys, if you guys suffer from this, please email us. Maybe we'll do a poll on Instagram to see. Yes. (laughs) My husband actually acknowledges that he's a loud chewer and he, he even believes that he chews more loudly than the average person. So it doesn't come as a shock to him, but I think the level to which it bothers me is interesting to him. No, it's like ragey, right? Yes. Oh, yes. I get angry. Me too. I leave the table. The next question was, after dinner, is it family time or does everyone scatter to their corners? Where do you think the majority fell? 50%. It was 64% scatter. Goodbye. Peace. Okay. All right. So then our writer in her last week shouldn't feel alone because that's what a lot of families are doing. Well, and I think... Perhaps the writer in her last week was feeling like maybe they should be spending time together, right? Mm-hmm. Like there was a little bit of everyone's going, sh- isn't, shouldn't this be family time? And I kind of feel like whatever works, man, because sometimes I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm done at the end of the day. I will be honest, particularly yeah. 14 months into a pandemic when I have not been alone. Mm-hmm. I'm real done. Mm-hmm. And finally, do you play games as a family? I'm going to say 30% yes. 62% said yes. Whoa. Yes. So that honestly surprised me. Now, of course, we don't have the nuance. We don't know the details. How often? Like, are you playing once a year? Are you playing weekly? We don't know. But 62% of people said that they do play games together as a family. God, I need to step up my mom game. I don't think any of those answers are designed to tell you the way you should be doing things. Just because what what works for one family doesn't necessarily mean that is what every family should be doing. None of that is meant to be prescriptive. It's just a look inside. I know. I know. Speaking of family time, I mentioned briefly that family time in our house We watch American Idol together. It was on last night. And I will tell you that I did not finish the episode. But Why? Because it was two hours? We don't allow, like, video game chatting every night. But Sunday nights are one of their nights they can talk Mm. to their friends. And so we stopped so they could go hang with their buddies. Got it. So we'll finish tonight. But... But you saw the spoilers online, right? Yeah. And I'm opening up Twitter because I know there was some, some blowback. Yeah, so this morning, like a headline, fans protest, worst idea American Idol has ever had. So if you are familiar with the show, American Idol, obviously, you know, is a singing competition. It's been around for 100 years. They invited 
contestants from last season back to have kind of like a do over. And Mm -hmm. then one of those, I think they had 10, one of those were voted back into this year's competition. Mm -hmm. And the contestant, his name is Arthur Gunn. He ended up coming, he was the runner up last year, if I'm correct, correct, right? Okay, so he was voted back in this year. And he's, he's very talented. He's very unique. He's a guitar player. He has like a unique style about him. I personally enjoy him. I thought for sure he was going to get voted back in, but people are pissed because last night they eliminated three contestants and he stayed. And so people are pissed at the other three people. Like it's not fair, blah, 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 whatever. So how do you feel? Okay, so if you are an American Idol watcher and you haven't watched Sunday night's episode, there are about to be some spoilers. So tap ahead 60 seconds if you need to, because the three people that went home last night were Alyssa Ray, Cassandra Coleman, and Deshaun Goncalves. Now, this Cassandra was one of my favorites. I agree with you that of the 10 from last year that they brought back, I did think Arthur was a good choice. Objectively, looking at those 10, I liked him. I think he's talented. I enjoyed him last year. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's unfair. And I actually was surprised because I kind of felt like whoever was coming in from last year was going to be coming in at a disadvantage because we're so, well, I am emotionally invested in these people this year. I'm really into each of them individually. And so I thought, I don't, I'm not that, I couldn't even remember who was on last season. And then he comes in and. I'm really surprised. I'm honestly not surprised Deshaun went home. I kind of think he had been hanging by a thread for a while. Uh-huh. I enjoy him when he was singing last night. My husband was like, he just needs to go straight to Broadway. He and Bean, I feel like, have Broadway style. I agree. Voices. Uh-huh. I enjoy him a lot, but I just think his style is not American Idol. But Alyssa and Cassandra, I just love them. And I... Look, that's what's going to happen as we cut. You know, we're, there was no one last night I wanted to see go home. Uh-huh. People were going to be upset when – because even if Arthur hadn't come back, two of those people would have gone home at least tonight. And, you know, maybe we would have had one additional person who had gone through. Wait, is it week. on again tonight? I don't – I'm like, uh-huh. are they going to eliminate more people tonight? <sighs> it's painful. American Idol. Sunday, May 9th. So it's not on again until Thursday. Um, I would have liked if they did like a 2020 redo. If they brought back those 10 who made it to the top 10 last year and then redid, maybe with the exception of the winner and had them square off. But I will say that the talent this year is beyond what they had last year. Beyond. Which was made incredibly evident when those 10, and it wasn't the top 10, it was just, just 10. Yeah, why um, do you, how do you think they did that? I would imagine just- they reached out to the top 10 and then it was just whoever happened to be interested or available. That's my uh. guess. And then they worked their way backwards. But when they were performing, it was clear. And even the judges said, look, you you're great, but the talent this year is truly mind-blowing. Right. There's nobody that's in the top 10 that I don't enjoy watching and that I don't think is deeply, deeply talented. Well, and that's what I was going to say. Alyssa and Cassandra are, are excellent singers. But mm-hmm. then last night was Disney themed and I hate that theme night. It was so 
boring. Boring. And I, it could be so good. I don't know why. There's so, I think it could be so much better. I always look forward to it. I'm a big Disney nerd, but I, it's never well executed. I don't know why the songs they choose are so snoozy. I know. They are. They just are. They just are. Okay, so I am doing something new to try and get my bad habits in check. Like many of us, if you're listening, raise your hand. If you wake up in the morning, pick up your phone and start scrolling Instagram, Facebook, whatever your social media, TikTok of choice. I've mentioned that I have a new and blooming TikTok obsession and it is <laughs> it is roaring. I I'm not sorry about it. I enjoy it, but I it was found myself spending longer and longer in bed and I just would spend all morning on my phone stopping and scrolling, stopping and scrolling, stopping and scrolling. So I actually saw this in the Instagram story of someone we follow, Jennifer Bourget on Instagram. We will leave a link. And she mentioned that she was setting time limits. Now, I have time limits on my apps. My social media timed out after a total of two hours a day. I do often tap back in after that time, but it will time out. But I have now set it so that it's locked until 9 a.m., Again, I can get into anything that I need to, but it is kind of that like you pick up your phone and all my apps are dark. And if I open them, it will remind me that I have (laughs) made this decision. There are other apps that are not native to the iPhone. So I'm using like the iPhone screen time settings. There are other apps you can download that will actually lock you out of your apps if you need like, you know, a nuclear option. I kind of just need to be reminded, hey, put your phone down, get out of bed. Sometimes I will still wake up and read in bed for 15, 20 minutes. I don't like to leap out of bed in the morning. I like to wake up a little earlier than I actually need to be up. But that feels like a healthier habit to me than immediately putting my eyes in front of Instagram before my eyes are even fully open. And this morning, I found myself with all this extra time. I'm getting fully ready. I'm getting things done before I need to get the kids to school. It just feels better. And it's just not so mindless. I mean, I completely hear you. Do you use the phone for an alarm? Yes. Okay. I mean, wouldn't it be easy just to leave the phone downstairs and that helps eliminate the morning scroll? The only reason I don't do that is because we don't have a landline. Mm -hmm. And so I do feel like I need to have the phone within hearing range overnight. Sure. Now, granted, how many times have I gotten a middle-of-the-night phone call? Pretty much never. But uh-huh. I could leave it in the bathroom. I just don't. Okay. But yes, that would help. It would stop the immediately getting out of bed scroll. Would it stop me from picking up my phone when I get up and sitting on the edge of the tub and mindlessly scrolling there? Probably not. <laughs> I need something to interrupt my brain and change my habits. Yeah. So how long do you think this is going to last? Well, I don't know. I, 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 I don't like the implication that this is not a permanent solution for me, but I'm going strong. Okay. All right. I mean, I am not judging because I am guilty of the same thing. It's the first thing I do in the morning, roll over and look at it, see what's happened in, in the last nine hours. Mm-hmm. Usually nothing. So I've been sick all weekend long. Mm-hmm. Like I told you at the top, like Friday, I came down with this cold. It's not COVID, by the way. It's just 
you know, it's just a regular old cold. I came, I came down sick on Friday late around because I was like, all right, I'm going to get on top of this. I don't have a ton of things to do on Friday. I'll just lay low and then hopefully I'll have a great weekend. Well, nope. It got worse on Saturday. And so I was like, I'm just going to stay in bed all day and watch movies. And that is what I did. And so I wanted to know from you if you have a go-to movie you watch when you're sick. So Wendy asked this question in our Facebook group. And what was so interesting to me, I am not a sit down and turn on a movie person. Like I would watch TV over movies 99 times out of 100. Me too, usually. And so when I'm sick, I'm far more likely to turn on TV than a movie. I'm not like, oh, I'm going to go turn on that movie that I love, uh-huh. which I thought was so interesting reading people's responses that they have movies that they turn on. Oh, I'm sick. I'm going to watch You've Got Mail or Sex in the City, which is so interesting. <laughs> I just, I don't, I, I, I like movies. I don't know why I don't watch them more. Maybe it's my attention span. Maybe. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe you just don't have the attention span. I, on Friday, I watched a lot of, you know, I watch a lot of reality TV as it is, and I can watch reruns of reality TV all the time. Mm -hmm. I love Vanderpump Rules. I'll watch it over and over again on Hulu. But I think I was just so bored of that. And that's like, I, so I turned some movies on on Saturday. I watched Sex and the City, which I haven't watched in a while. And I can't believe she got back with Big at the end. I was like, really? Have you seen that movie? Of course. I've seen both of them. And, well, you know, he's not in the reboot. So. Oh. But Aiden is. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. But, you know, that doesn't mean anything. Um, and then I watched Sleeping with the Enemy, which is a, <laughs> a movie from the 90s with Julia Roberts. Yes. That's Have a you- terrifying movie. Oh, it's. Yeah, but it's not that bad. I enjoyed it. I liked it. I kind of like that, you know, suspenseful kind of. Even though I knew what was coming, because I've seen it a million times. Anyway. Yeah. I, the, the towels. Terrifying. Oh, my God. Oh, God, right? <laughs> it's such a good movie detail. But, yeah, that movie terrified me. Yeah. And um, the music. I, uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they play, like, Beethoven or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And it, yeah. I watched I Feel Pretty. Have you ever seen that with Amy yes. Sh- Amy Sherp. What's her name? Schumer. Schumer. At your recommendation. That's a fun movie. (laughs) It is a good movie. And then I watched a new movie on Netflix, straight to Netflix, called Things Heard and Seen. And that was super spooky. That is not one for you. So don't watch that. Good to know. I liked it. All right. Anyway, if you want to join our shorties group and weigh in on what you guys watch when you're sick, check us out. Facebook.com. Long story shorties. Last time I was sick. I haven't been sick in a long time. But the last time I was sick, I had the flu. And I remember I watched the entire current season of Working Moms on Netflix. That was a good God, I love show. that show. Guess what I used this weekend that was super amazing. I saw this in your notes and I have zero guesses. So tell me. Well, you got it for me for Christmas. It's the Renfo <gasps> Eye Massager. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, Megan. I don't know why I've been sitting on this thing for so long. Yeah, I felt terrible this weekend. I had like such a bad headache. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to charge that bad boy up. It's this like, it looks like a virtual reality, like eye mask thing that you would wear. (laughs) It's certainly as big. It has this like warming, what do they call it? A heat compression for your eyes. It was the most amazing thing. I loved it. So thank you for that. I'm glad it finally made its way out of the box. 
Well, you know, I do suffer from really bad headaches, but I haven't this year, like at all. Ah. And then, so I've just been waiting for like the perfect time to use it. And then this was it. And I was like, I need to use this more often, even if I just want to relax. Like it has, it has this like awesome, like air pressure thing that will make it like tighter, tighter, tighter around the eyes and then like release. It feels so good. Oh my gosh. I'm going to definitely use it more often. Even if I just want to chill, I'm going to put it on for five minutes and and then be refreshed. I loved it. Thank you. Guys, if you need a last minute Mother's Day gift, that might be it. We'll leave a link in our show notes and we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come right back to talk about Mother's Day. This week's podcast is brought to you by Celestial Shell. Look, if you like little handmade items, and who doesn't, Michelle is your go-to gal. She is launching a new snap-closed pouch this week, which would be great for sunglasses or your phone or like a lipstick in your keys and just tossing it in the clear bags that are required everywhere now that things are opening up. Yep, she's got you covered. You can take a look at all of the items in her shop at celestialshell.com and use the code LSSFRIENDS15 for a discount at checkout. We'll leave a link to everything in our show notes. All right, everybody, welcome back. And today we wanted to talk about Mother's Day, and I really wanted really quickly wanted to say that I know that this is a tough topic for anybody. And so if you need to tap away, we get it. But we kind of wanted to have some real talk about our thoughts about Mother's Day. And Wendy and I have talked before. This is not our favorite holiday for a number of reasons that we will get into. So if you need to hear that you are not alone and not loving this day, stick around. So look, a Mother's Day can be hard for people in general, for a lot of reasons, right? You could have lost a parent, you could have a difficult relationship with a parent, you could have a difficult path to motherhood yourself. I have a good relationship with my mother. I did not have a challenging path to motherhood. And yet, I still find the day complicated. I feel like there's a lot of expectation wrapped up in the day. And, you know, I have my own mom and I have my mother-in-law and I feel like trying to balance everybody's needs every year is a challenge and I probably make it a bigger deal in my mind than it needs to be. But nonetheless, it makes me feel angsty about the day. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I mean, you're a mom too. So, you know, sharing with everybody is can be difficult. I'm not saying that's difficult for you or myself. I'm just saying it can be difficult for other people. Well, and I think... When it comes to holidays, I am not the kind of person who feels like the holiday happen- has to happen on the day it happens on the calendar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, think, right. Like, and I tell my husband all the time, remind me of this when our kids are older, right? If they want to celebrate Christmas on a different day because they have plans with their family, like, we're going to be flexible. I really don't want to put expectations on our children. And I tell myself all the time, like, Do I expect my children in the future to acknowledge Mother's Day? I do. Do I expect them to show up at my house on the Sunday that Mother's Day is marked on the calendar? No. Like, yeah, right. Like, Like, come over. 
the weekend before or when everybody's available or whatever. Yes, right. I love having that uh, forward thinking idea. I'm going to put that in my back pocket for someday when my kid is an adult. Right. Because a, what's yeah. the important thing? Is it that you met some deadline on a calendar or that your kid reached out and said, hey, mom, love you, sent a card, whatever. Uh-huh. I feel like that's where the value lies. What's the important thing that we were all together on December 25th or that we spent great time together on a family at some day in December, right? So I am trying to remember that now where there's no emotion involved because my children still live at home and I still control where they But someday your two kids will be with partners who have other, you know, obligations and expectations to manage as well. And I like that you're open-minded about that going forward. Good for you, Megan. Oh, thank you. I'm very proud of myself. One thing I think is super important to remember, social media is not real life. Okay. So I don't know if you recall, several years ago, we we made a video in my car in a parking lot and we were talking about, it was either a video or we did a Facebook Live. I don't remember. But we were in my car and it was near Mother's Day and or it was either after Mother's Day. And I like went off because... I hate to see when people share, overshare on social media, Facebook particularly, what their day looks like. You know, for me, comparison is the thief of joy, whatever that Mm -hmm. saying is. And when you start sharing like the wonderful gifts you received or the homemade cards or the breakfast in bed, like those things make other women in your life or who follow you on social media feel bad. And is that what you're trying to do? I, I, I see it from both sides. Like I want to show it people like, oh my God, look how much I'm loved by the people in my life. But then, or how grateful I feel or whatever. But then somebody who's consuming that content, like inevitably feels bad about themselves because they didn't get that kind of treatment. So here's my PSA for the day. Don't do that. Well, and what my brain does on days like Mother's Day, but other holidays, which are high social media content sharing days, is my brain isn't processing those as individual events. My brain combines all of those shares, this gift, that breakfast, this special moment into one thing, Uh right? So there's no way my day could possibly live up to this conglomeration of events that I've seen happen in my feed, because it's not... I understand that these tiny little things are happening in my brain. It's like this one amazing thing that has happened to the other women in my life as a collective. And of course, nobody is sharing the sound of their family chewing the breakfast that they've <laughs> right? Like nobody's sharing those moments. So you feel, I think you can feel really alone. It's hard, but it's hard to stay off social. You know, maybe I'm just going to not go on social media that day. I don't know. Stay tuned yeah. for a tip later in this podcast about that. Okay. All right. Um, so let's talk about why. What is it about Mother's Day that's terrible for you? I'm a people pleaser. Okay. And that makes Mother's Day very hard for me because Mother's right? I'm a mother. So this is my day. But it's also a day for my mom. And it's also a day for my mother-in-law. And I... Spoken or unspoken, I feel expectations 
And I always feel like I'm letting someone down. Typically, we celebrate Mother's Day with my mom on a day other than Sunday. She's never once expressed a negative opinion about that. And yet I still feel guilty about it. My brother and I like to do a dinner with just her, just the three of us. And I like to think like she enjoys that time. And still, I wake up Sunday morning thinking like, oh, I should be with my mom. I, uh-huh. Like, that's my first thought instead of, yeah. oh, I should be enjoying this time myself. Right. And I also feel conflicting feelings about the fact that what I honestly really want, especially this year, is just a little time to be alone. <laughs> and it feels like that's not the thing you're supposed to want on Mother's Day. You're supposed to want to spend it with the people who made you a mom. Uh-huh. And I see lots of like, no place I'd rather be spending it with my favorite people. Right. And they are my favorite people. And that doesn't take away from the fact that I also very much enjoy silence. Yeah, so do I. And that's what that's, again, like a problem with social media is that like it sends those conflicting messages out like, oh, no place I'd rather be. And then you're like, but I really want to be alone. So does that make me a terrible mom? Like and and then you just start going down that road. It's I'd rather be getting a pedicure. Yeah, right? Me too. Definitely. Oh, my God. So I have always disliked Mother's Day as a child. Like, I had a very difficult with my mother. She is now dead. She's been dead for about four years. She was not a perfect mom. We did not have that traditional mother-daughter relationship that you think some mothers and daughters have. So I struggled navigating that each year. Like, it was very difficult. And this was, like, before I became a mom myself. So it's always just weight on my shoulders, Mother's Day, especially like trying to send a card to your mom when you have issues with her and all the Mother's Day cards are so mushy and gushy. Like it was Mm -hmm. so, it was so hard. But now as a mom, I, for me on Mother's Day, like I don't want to be like showered with gifts and treats. I mean, I like all those things. I'm not going to turn them away, but I would much prefer if my daughter showed some gratitude throughout the year and wasn't like all bundled up into this one day, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Mother's Day is hard. It is hard. It is hard. So, like it or not, it's coming. So let's talk about, let's close this segment out on a high note and talk about what we can do to make the okay. day, if not great, although I do think it can be great, bearable. Okay. And look, if it is hard for you to see things on social media, if you're listening to this now saying, yes, I know I'm going to be angry on Sunday, whatever your reasons, delete those apps on your phone on Saturday. Just get rid of them. That You can bring them back. On Monday, yes. they're not going anywhere. Your accounts will still be there because as much as you can say, oh, I'm just going to stay off social media, I don't necessarily have the willpower to do that. And it's such a muscle memory thing for me to own my phone and just start tapping through all the places that I tap through, just delete them and then they're gone. And then you go to open it and it's not there and you think, oh, I'll go do something else. But that's what I did for election day. And it was awesome. Yes. So I will do that for Mother's Day as well. (laughs) What else do you have? If there's something that you want, if there's a gift that you want, ask for it. I tend to assume, even this many years, 
down the line that the people in my life are mind readers, that they will know exactly the kind of things that would make my day special. And how could they know that? How could they possibly know exactly what I have in my mind? They couldn't. So if you are expecting to be taken out, make sure they know that. If you were expecting a gift, send the link. I know we don't want to hold the hands of the people in our lives, but if the option is sending a link to an item that you might like or just being disappointed because the thing that you wanted to happen doesn't happen, what's the preferred outcome, right? Right. Uh Uh-huh. I don't, look, if you, especially if you have been in a relationship for a long time, they don't have to be coming up with these beautiful gestures out of nowhere. It can be a beautiful gesture to do precisely the thing that you want them to do. Right. I'm really bad at this. I don't like asking for things for myself. I feel guilty. I feel like I... I was about to say, like, I don't deserve it. I don't actually feel that way, but I do feel guilty asking for these things. I'm very bad at it. And then I end up feeling resentful because even though my husband has asked me 75 times what I want to do on Sunday, I'm not good at asking for it. Well, that's interesting because my husband has been like asking me to, and I don't really have any desire. Like, I don't know if it's just because of the pandemic like i don't want to go out even though mm-hmm. restaurants are open like mm-hmm. i just that doesn't sound appealing to me at all and right and i don't there's nothing that i long for in terms of like a gift you mm-hmm. know if mm-hmm. there's something i want i usually just go get it myself i just want time to myself <laughs> i think my you husband know? might actually take the kids to his mom's that morning and i'll just uh-huh. hang out and have coffee alone and Watch some trash TV and uh huh. Maybe take myself out for donuts. I don't know. I mean, I mean, that's a great point too. Like, make other plans for yourself. Yes, right. Yes. So, not everybody is in this situation that has somebody that's going to create a Mother's Day for them, right? And so, create a plan now for that day. Make a plan so that you're not if. You know, you're worried you're going to be home alone or you're worried you're going to be wallowing. Make a plan. Take yourself to the beach. Make an appointment for a pedicure. Drive through and get a coffee and go sit somewhere beautiful. It is spring. It is no longer snowing most places. I'm sorry for this snowing where you are. But, you know, make a plan now for that day so that you're not putting yourself in a position to be unhappy. Right. I agree. Be proactive. Walk through Uh, a bookstore. Invite a friend over. Oh, my God. Walking through a bookstore sounds so heavenly. You don't even have to buy anything. Just look at crap. Oh, God. That sounds Mm -hmm. nice. Look at crap. I also think, and this this is important to me. I think it's important that you celebrate your friends and send a text, even if it's a group text to like, you know, your friends, you know, who are moms and just be like, hey, thinking about you. Happy Mother's Day. You're doing a great job because we all know that being a mom is real hard, especially, you know, to the stage of life we're in right now. And I think it's important to say you're doing a good job. I see you. I know what you're going through. Be a cheerleader for your friends, your friend group. Agree. Agree. I think that's a great idea. I had a friend one year who sent Mother's Day cards with tiny little gifts inside them for Mother's Day. It was so nice to receive. I was like, oh, yeah, I should do that. And it's Monday. I still have time to do that. Maybe I know. Honestly, last night I was like, do I want to send cards? Do I have time to send cards to all my friends? And just like a little handwritten note that says, hey, I'm thinking about you. But we'll see if we'll see if I get around to it because I don't feel good. (laughs) 
Yes, I get that. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I don't have time, again, remember, Mother's Day is not a day on a calendar. It, well, of course it is, but right? The feeling <laughs> extends. People will be happy to receive a card next week hearing that you're thinking about them. Yes, agree. I just want to close by saying, if this day is hard, we see you. You are not yeah. alone. And we hope that you will reach out to a friend, that you'll take time for yourself, that you'll do the things that it takes to do to make the day maybe not as difficult as it might be. Agree. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come right back and talk about Megan and Wendy approved. All right, friends, it's time for Megan and Wendy approved. And Wendy, what did you bring? I brought a book. This week, I recently purchased the Audible version because that's how I like to consume books. It's called What Happened to You by Dr. Bruce D. Perry and Miss Oprah Winfrey. It's not a book for everyone, but if you are someone like me who has experienced trauma in their life and you are needing to hear some conversation about those things and learn how to be resilient and looking to heal from those things, I would definitely suggest this book. It's fairly new and it's really good. It's what I like about it the most is that I myself have been in therapy for several years and it just reinforces some of the concepts that I've been, you know, that I've learned in therapy over the last several years. So like, it makes me feel like I'm on the right path and it's very good. It's very triggering too. So I will give that warning, but it's really good. And I will leave a link for it, especially the audible version. Cause if you want to hear some Oprah in your ears, I would uh, highly suggest it because she does read it. The entire thing. Mm-mm. It's really, the book is really written like a conversation. So uh-huh. like the doctor talks and then Oprah talks and then the doctor talks and then Oprah yeah. talks. So yeah, it's good. Well, I'm. Almost ashamed of what I've brought to share after that share, but my (laughs) item for the week is the Dawn Power Wash. And if you have not experienced the bliss that is the Dawn Power Wash, first of all, it is essentially dish soap in a spray form, but it's so much more than that. And people have been talking for months about the magic of the Dawn Power Wash. And I thought, how good could it be? It's dish soap. And yet every time someone bought it and tried it, they talked about how amazing it was. And I continued to walk right past it in the store. And this week I brought it home with me and guys, it is that good. And if you just use it for your dishes, it's enough. It's enough of an improvement over traditional dish soap that it's worth the purchase. But there are so many more things you can use it for. I used it to wipe down my stovetop, sprayed it, let it sit, it like ate through all that grease. Yeah. That it doesn't give you headache, kill your brain cells smell <laughs> that a typical <laughs> stovetop cleaner would have, wipes right away. I actually Googled uses for Dawn Power Wash because I wanted to know what other people were using it for. And so I created a spray bottle with water and several sprays of Dawn Power Wash that I use as a countertop cleaner. Cuts through all the stickiness on your countertops because you know, they get gross and my kids eat breakfast at our kitchen island and it's just always sticky and gross. Does a great job, cuts right through that. I use that same mixture to wipe down our baseboards, especially in the kitchen that tend to like the dust kind of sticks to them because of, you know, the grease in the air, which sounds disgusting. Yep. 
if you have white doors in your house that get fingerprinty, I was wiping down doors with the Dawn Power Wash. We've been on a bit of a cleaning journey around here lately. Oh, your windowsills, another great spray it in there. It kind of catches all the dirt and dust that collects in there. Wipe it right out. I gotta tell you, I'm I'm really having a moment with this particular cleaning product. I will say we blew through our first bottle and I just repurchased two the other day because I want to keep one in the kitchen and I keep one in my cleaning cabinet out in the garage because it is freaking amazing. Don't you remember the Dawn commercials from years ago when there was an oil spill and they used Dawn yes. dish soap to clean the animals? Yes. Yeah. I think about that all the time. Yeah. Okay, guys, last week we had said that there would be a new Hallmark episode this week, but I was wrong. I read the calendar incorrectly. There was no new Hallmark movie this weekend. Yay! <laughs> Baby, It's Cold Inside will air on May 8th, and we will be reviewing it next Thursday, so come back for that. But this week we will not have a Hallmark episode. You can dig back through that Hallmark catalog find a movie. If you have not watched As Luck Would Have It and listened to our review, I would recommend it. While you're here, if you would pop into the Apple Podcast app and leave a rating or a review, we would love it. It makes our day. It's a great, quick, free way to support this podcast. And until next time, everybody, have a great week. Goodbye. Bye.